even if I'm around people who absolutely have no idea what I'm doing, I just poke my head out and I'm like, would you like to join us in the course to celebrate the birth of our Lord? Yeah, that's why Taylor's mom doesn't like you. Huh. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Alon. And this is David. And today I finally watched Just Friends. So I know usually how we treat comedies on this uh on this podcast but i feel like our comedies are generally on like a darker humor sort of like spectrum or at least i don't know we we don't do like full out comedies usually but i i feel like just friends is a straight comedy like there's no kind of like subgenre that this falls in um and I know you had your your very, very low expectations for this film. I feel like this is kind of another My Best Friend's Wedding sort of scenario that we've fallen into. But I really like this movie. I thought it was genu- genu- genuinely and generally funny for the most part. What, what was your like outcome? What was your thought process while watching this? So I'd say about 20 minutes into it, I would not even put this in the same ballpark as my best friend's wedding. Um, I really was not enjoying the opening of this um, for a variety of reasons that we'll talk about as we go through it. Um, but the back half, like mostly the middle and then the ending was all right. But I like, I laughed a lot. Like there were a lot of funny moments. And I, um, you know, around this time, this was like, this was the Ryan Reynolds character that he played in all these movies. So it's yeah. like, I loved waiting. I loved Van Wilder. And like, after he gets out of the fat suit, it's pretty much that same character for the most part, maybe a little more, a little more vulnerable. Um, yeah. But, you know, very similar. Um, so I've, I really like waiting, but I've never seen Van Wilder. I actually saw a promo for it. Like, I forget on Facebook or Instagram or something. Um, but I take it it is kind of a lot like a, a douchey Ryan Reynolds character. Absolutely. It, it there you could make an argument that Chess Friends, Waiting, and Van Wilder like could be in the same universe. <laughs> like like after he gets, you know, shamed that first night that we'll we'll talk about it, that he like, you know, lost all his weight. And then he went to college and he started becoming a womanizer, which like the beginning of just friends when he's lost his weight, he's, you know, a womanizer and has all these rules of how to deal with women. Um, And then after college, he has to wait tables for a while until he breaks it into the industry. Like there's a, I could see it. Like there's probably an internet theory out there and I, I buy it. You know, it's been a while since I've seen this film and I've, I've seen the Will Smith movie hitch, uh, kind of in the middle of this uh, watch and rewatch of Just Friends. But when he's uh, explaining to his buddy about like not being in the friend zone really reminded me of Hitch. Um, yeah, like, it would remind When they're at that, that ice hockey ring. No, yeah, I knew what you're talking about. And it would remind me of Hitch too if I had seen Hitch. Um, but I have not seen Hitch. Oh, and so it did not remind me of Hitch. I think this, they came out the exact same year. They came out the same year? Yeah, so we can't even accuse one of them of stealing. Huh. Well, we could. We could always do that. 
it was it was it was Hitch. It was Hitch. <laughs> Hitch is the one that stole from just friends. Well, you, you know, can't trust the King of Queens. But the, you mean the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Well, I'm not going to blame him. I blame the the King of Queens. Kevin James is in Hitch. Oh, yes. The King and the Prince. That's true. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Ryan so, Reynolds is the court jester. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. The point that I am getting at, though, is that I feel like at a baseline, this movie is like every like douchebag redemption movie. But I really like the kind of like offshoots that this movie takes. And I think what like really separates this film from every other of these sort of type of films is the side characters. I think the side characters are so funny, like his mom and his brother and Anna Ferris and like his boss. It's just these like quirky side characters that have these like incredible, I don't know, characteristics that kind of just like uplift this movie. Even down to, um, oh, what's her name? What's uh, Amy Smart? Amy Smart, yeah. What, but what's her, what's her character name? Jamie. Jamie. Even Jamie's dad, who his whole thing is like Christmas, like the best decorations on the block. And then his like, I think that's hilarious. And they didn't need to do that. But because they did that, I think it just elevates this movie a little more. This is like the, another problem I have with this movie. And I like uh, Anna or Anna Ferris. I'm going to say it wrong. Um, but this is like my least favorite character type that she does and it feels like she does it a lot um but it wasn't like it wasn't that bad towards the end that when you first meet her you're like this is not a person i want to spend time with in this movie well, I would, that the, uh, that's the point of her character right like she's absolutely unbearable and what's really funny is she that is ryan, well and she's well, great and she's great but ryan reynolds character is also unbearable so they had to like think about like okay we he's he's our protagonist we have to make him look good how are we going to make them look good ah Anna Ferris's character it works it does work it does work um you know, yeah go ahead well I was just going to say if you wanted to start from the top but if you have more no no yeah let's start from the top so Ryan Reynolds is fat you know what's funny though <laughs> besides the face he's not really like that heavy no he's really not they didn't go over the top with it no but they did it enough where it's like he loses the fat suit and it's like a enough of a difference between you know what we know as ryan reynolds right we think of ryan reynolds but what i really liked about this movie is that yeah he was fat and now it's kind of funny but there were so many other things that like the big embarrassment was had nothing to do with his weight the big embarrassment I, I actually thought that part was really like um, funny, the build up to that, which is how he wrote in the book, had he, how he had like this mural of all her and his pictures um, and how hard, like absolutely hard he was friend zoned. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the fat suit's almost not necessary as a characteristic. You know, he was kind of, he was kind of nerdy and just like 
you know, yeah, he was in the friend zone, which was the part that hurt him. And what's funny is like for most of the movie, he still either kind of felt he was or, you know, acted that way, basically that he was, you know, in the friend zone, avoiding the friend zone. So it didn't really matter that he, you know, what he looked like. But um, when did this movie come out? What year again? Oh, five. Oh, five. Okay. I knew it was either oh, five or oh, six. But if you think back to 15 years ago, the like society's mindset on how we thought about like women and feminism and like um, the white knight or like the nice guy, right? It, it fits so well in that time zone and a movie like this would just absolutely not make any sense today. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, no, there would be like Twitter campaigns about fat shaming. There, there wouldn't even be Twitter campaigns. It would literally like go off the radar like no one would watch it it would just fall off because it's so irrelevant and like just there's no connection to today's society on something like this yeah i mean i agree um they would just do it differently because they would they would avoid the hot button issues they would avoid the things that they know would make people mad you know um and even with all that like the the way they made him look, obviously, it, it didn't bother me. But the scene is just, like, so hard to watch. Well, like, as so as that dude comes in and he's got the yearbook, I was like, oh, man, please don't grab the yearbook. And then somehow the yearbooks get switched and, and like, the, the mechanics did not make sense to me. You actually see it. You actually see it. Like, he grabs the – he puts it down and he grabs the – because the, the – his falls off the bed. Okay. And he grabs uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh and um ryan reynolds reaction when he realizes it is pretty great that's great uh the shirt that he's wearing is amazing <laughs> uh chris klein the small beginning cameo for him that then turns into a full part later yeah um yeah i mean that's it's good <laughs> i I like the little brother too who makes fun of him and then he like hits him and then like you know the kid runs away and that like sets up um you know their relationship for the rest of the movie yeah uh it's funny because i remembered when they were older than hitting each other like i remember that part from the trailer but um it's cool like the setup of the little kid before and also i guess maybe just to save money they didn't want a father in there because it's like not an important plot point but it's just part of the plot that these parents divorced so it almost just was like a cost-saving measure I guess. I mean, I thought the mom character was so funny. She just kind of like... They didn't no, she's great. Yeah. The mom is great. Um, I feel like I've seen her in other stuffs, in other movies, play the exact same type right. of character. Like, very meek, high-pitched. And it's like, always good. Like the concerned, yet aloof mother figure. Absolutely. Um, play what you're good at. She's good. She's got that... Like she can do other stuff, but that lane she's got she's got locked down. So we haven't really talked about Amy Smart in this yet. And I don't know how you feel because like I said, thinking back 15 years ago, being in that 2005 mindset, she's kind of bitchy, but also she's aloof enough to like that's her excuse that she's not aware that she's doing this to the other guys i think it 
the movie does a pretty decent job with her character because they don't really get into why she's not interested in Ryan Reynolds, but it's basically she just sees him as just a friend. Um, and, you know, there, there's never some point where she's like, well, you know, you were fat, so that wasn't why I was interested, but I'm interested now. It, you know, they play kind off. Kind of felt like that. It kind of felt like that at times. Yeah. Though. I mean, I mean, clearly that's what the movie's going for, but they do do some things where, um, you know, the two friends that they're friends with, uh, I don't even remember their names, Clark and Darla, I think. Uh, of course their names are Clark and Darla. I want to, r- real quick, it's like those, those two were like pretty decent in this, although Darla is like barely in it, or at least doesn't have a lot of speaking parts, like after the beginning. Right. Um, but it's like, I've never seen them in anything else. Um, but they were pretty decent in this. But Clark does a good job of, like, there's one scene where he's just explaining, like, yeah, you know, she's changed a lot. She's not this girl that just goes out and, you know, hooks up with a ton of guys. Like, she's gotten pretty monogamous, and she's a good person, and she's changed. Um, and so I think they, they, they're they establishing, like, you know, she's just kind of a – she's a high school girl. And, like, girls, guys in high school, they're not, they're not mature. They don't make right. great decisions. And, you know, it's – it's not, it doesn't make her a bad person because she didn't want to date this guy in high school, you know? What I think that goes throughout the whole movie is the fact that she's willing to give uh, Ryan Reynolds a chance as soon as she sees like how good looking he is after all this time. But it on that perspective alone sounds very shallow, right? But the fact that he acts like a total a-hole and that's what automatically loses her interest in him. Then you're like, okay, she's not just shallow. She's like, he, he has to be a nice guy on top of that. I mean, like people can say whatever they want, but if you see that character in the beginning and then you see Ryan Reynolds show up 10 years later, you're going to be like, holy fucking shit. That, that's a good looking dude. Yeah. I don't care who you are. So no, but I, what I'm saying is that she's like stumbling on her words and like hides behind the bar when she first sees him. Right. And then they go on their little diner date where he acts like a rude douchebag, like he's better than everyone else in his, you know, from his small town. Um, and then from there, she's like automatically turned off. But what I do like about the movie is that all his little stupid stuff, like his freak out in the car that she catches him in, like that is like endearing to her. And I think that kind of saves her character is that she has these like moments where she just wants her best friend back. And it's like just an added bonus that he's like good looking now. Right. No, yeah, like I said, I think they do a great job of establishing her. They could have made her kind of someone you don't root for and you're like she's not a good person and I think they do a great job of that. I mean, also the the one of the reasons she's kind of like stumbling over herself and she like hides behind the bar when she sees him is because one, yeah, look, you know, he looks so different, he looks good. And then two, like he's this big shot in LA. Yeah. And she's working at the town bar, you know, 10 years later after, after high school. And so it's like part of that, which you come to find out, like she's, you know, uh, going to school to become a teacher and she substitute teaches all the time. And so, but I mean, she, you know, 
she li- still lives at home and that's like not something you need to be embarrassed about. But when Ryan Reynolds walks in, it's like this big shot. You're like, ah, oh, shit. And so that I think does play a lot into it. Especially um, since you were like the main reason that he, you know, fell out in high school. Right. Um, really quickly, like getting a little bit back to it. <laughs> when <laughs> The end of the fat suit part where he's just like, I'll show you, I'll show all of you as like, just like, these extras are just laughing like maniacally. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Bit over the top. Like it's it, funny. it, was, it it's is a comedy. It is. Yeah. Could have just been better acted, but I like, I can also just appreciate that it was purposely over the top. So um, how he couldn't get the bike lock off of his bike, like very smoothly. <laughs> he's stumbling. over. He's like, himself. I love you. He's like, you do like a brother. <sighs> it's hilarious. Um, it gets better after that. It does. Um, it really does. Because I think when uh, after the bar scene, we go to the Christmas party. We go to the Christmas party. Which what kind of pr- Christmas party has just like a, a Christmas party with like male and female coworkers has like a girl in a bikini, a Christmas bikini, like swinging on a swing in the middle of the office. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the not allowed. Party 2021. Not allowed. Um. Yeah, but you know now, like in this scene, he's just well. Like, actually, okay. I'm sorry. I do have to interrupt you. I did do a a, a stint in L.A. Right? I lived in L.A. for a bit. Back did in you? My, I've never. You've never talked about it. I'm sure. Uh, and and that that was there. That existed. Well, it shouldn't. It's wrong. Only, anyway, only in L.A. Um, but this scene, he's like a complete asshole. Like, kind of more of an asshole than Waiting and Van Wilder. Um, but I do love meeting his boss in this scene and like his boss, Steven Root is great throughout the movie. Yes. He's great in everything. And he plays such different characters from fucking office space to this. He's so good. And he's like, um, like I said, like one of those characters that has to be douchier than our main character just to set him up to like for his arc, you know, cause then he's the enticing factor that introduces him to, or should I say introduces us, the audience to Anna Ferris's character, Samantha James, Samantha James. Who do you think Samantha James is supposed to be? Like you think she's supposed to be off like based on a actual character, like actual singer. Yeah. You know, one of the, there's the big four of like, Britney Blonde Spears, pop stores. Avril yeah. Lavigne. No, Avril Lavigne is like punk pop. You got Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, and Mandy Moore. She's clearly not Mandy Moore. No. Probably like a Britney Spears, a combination, a combination of the other three, I would say. Although Christina's got the best voice. That's clear. I, I love her whole thing where she's like environmentally like conscious and like, I really want to be like, for the people but then she just like doesn't realize she uses copious amounts of like plastic and and stuff like that (laughs) well it's funny too so he wants to go to santa barbara because he never goes back to new jersey and she's like no we're going to paris um and so they're flying to paris Mm -hmm. in a private jet that is i presumably going to fly i guess straight from la to paris and yeah because those through through the continental United States. Right. Yeah. That seems like a long trip. Although in a private jet, not so bad. But with her, kind of bad. 
Um, and you need something to get them out of the air. So just the plot device of her being too stupid. I love when she gets on the ground. She's like, it's plastic. It said it was microwavable. And he's like, yeah, but the tinfoil inside wasn't. It's just somehow like the plane's fault, like the, the, the pilot's fault for, for not setting that like prerequisite that you should know. Everyone should know that. Right. Um, and she's like, you almost blew up the plane. <laughs> now, so now we're in New Jersey and rather than getting a hotel and not letting anyone know he's in town, which would have then made the movie not happen, he goes back home. Wouldn't he have taken the pictures of Amy Smart down before he left for college in 10 years? I take it that he literally, after that party, just left town. Maybe he biked from New Jersey to California, and by the time he got there, he was skinny. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the he ultimate. Took, he took that bike. Yeah, to Los Angeles. I, it's funny, too, because he didn't really have any... At least it wasn't explained in the beginning. He didn't have any like dream of becoming musically relevant or talented, right? It was really you, Dusty that did. Did you not hear him singing I Swear? Oh, that... I'm, I'm sorry. That was supposed to give us the... Oh. He clearly has a love for music that is established in the opening shot. Ah. Because so. of his lip syncing. Correct. Okay. Yeah, he's not talented enough to be a musician, so he wants to be around musicians. I think that's very well and subtly established. So, okay. What I was getting at is I love how Dusty's dream is to become an actual musician, and that never happens for him. Now, instead, he just is an EMT that bangs nurses. Many nurses. Yeah. Attractive nurses. Um my my next thought as I was watching this is I really wanted the little brother to have sex with Samantha. <laughs> like yes. I was really rooting for him. Rooting for him. And kind of a, this like American Pie mo- sort of moment. Except then he just immediately admits like, I jerk off to your posters. Which is like, which I is mean. A, but it's a turn on for her. Well, eventually it is because she's has been deprived. Um, but maybe not the move, I don't think. But who knows? It almost worked. I, I do love the next little scene, though, when they go to get food because there's she, I guess, is only eating fish or some weird diet at the time. And uh, they go to the bar and she's pretending all the people notice her. And she's like, no pictures, no pictures. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I love that. She's like, wow, we we need to take it to go because people are staring. And then he's like, no one gives a shit that you're here. Um. And then we meet, as we talked about, so we see uh, Clark and Darla, and then we have the Amy Smart part, and he asks her out. Um, but it's funny, too, is, like, he sets out in a very quick scene, as you said, the ice rink, all this advice that he gives, and then, like, immediately, he's like, you know, no day dates. You move that day date to a night date, and you, like, you get the kiss. Yeah. And then immediately, she's like, yeah, let's go get lunch. And he's like, great. Awesome. And that same high-pitched tonality, too. I that, love, yeah. yeah, that was an impression. Yeah, I love how, yeah, he doesn't take any of his own advice and he totally basically, well, we would say simp for, uh, for Amy Smart this entire film. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you want to call it that. I wonder if that's what, like, 
would equal to our like friend zoning nowadays. It's just simping for someone. Uh, I mean, it's, it's probably pretty similar, but simping also has like, you know, in this day and age, you know, because of uh, the development of the internet and yes. people, you know, yes. live streaming their lives, that's like where a lot of the, the simping comes in. Yeah. Um, so if this movie was made today, it would be called Just Simps. And Anna Ferris would be some sort of like TV internet star instead of a musical pop and, star. And uh, Ryan Reynolds would just be sending $5 anonymously every day to... <laughs> no, no, no. That's his brother. That's his brother. <laughs> no, Ryan I'm saying Amy, Amy Smart has a Twitch stream. She's really oh, into... Oh, yes. She's really into Fortnite and he just hot, sends Hot money. tub live streaming. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So the next day he asks... Uh, you know, Mike to detain Samantha, which is really funny because he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can handle that. Um, and then he rents the uh, the Porsche with the like the chains on the tires. Um, we meet Jamie's dad, who is a complete dick. He's not that bad. He's just kind of like the non PC kind of dad. I don't know. He's making fun of a dude he hasn't seen in 10 years as like an introduction. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he doesn't, he like never had really, like, I, I took it as he was just being protective of his daughter. Yeah, but he was like, oh, we didn't have to, you know, we didn't have to worry about this kid, this fucking loser. <laughs> still don't, still don't. Um, so we get to the diner and she, I, I gotta say, this setup where she kind of gets mad at him because he doesn't want to eat those pancakes. No, no, no. I am totally 100% on your side on this. That waitress is a fucking bitch. No, I wouldn't go that far. It's a little, it's a little hostile, love. Let's take no, it no, no, no. I'm in an exact... I'm totally with you. Fuck that. No. <laughs> exact intensity level. Who just assumes after 10 years that his, his fat ass... You, you the- saw the way he looked 10 years ago. You know what he looks like now. Clearly, he hasn't been eating those pancakes for a decade, lady. But how dare she just assume? And then the biggest, like, slap in your face moment is when Amy Smart is actually, like, offended for the waitress that he doesn't want to eat it. Like, get your head out of your ass. Right. And he's, like, not... It's not... I don't even think he was that rude to her. He's just like, I don't eat this. You know, I don't want this. And she's like, fine, eat mine. And, you know, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, that's he's that's completely reasonable taking a fake la phone call though (laughs) not reasonable um she didn't know it was fake yeah but the it still wasn't a good move even if it was real honestly right you know like focusing on her he's trying to play the like who cares the least game and she's like that's not what i want i want you to care Right. I was in, when I was in college, it was like my first day moving into the dorms. And this reminded me of an actual thing that happened to me. Um, and I like this girl. And we talked over like Facebook or whatever. And um, she so happened to be in the same building. And she was like, oh, let me go over to you. Like, say hi. And I was doing that kind of douchebag, you know, let's see who cares the least game. But my mother actually called. And I picked up the phone pretending it wasn't my mother. So instead of being like picking up the phone, being like, oh, hey, mom. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm settling in fine. I'm like, hey, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, everything's cool, right? Like playing it off like it could just be anyone. And she's just sitting in my dorm room. Like he just, 
like fucking took this call. And then she kind of walks out mad and I hang up with my mom and I'm like, Hey, where are you going? She's like, Oh yeah, you, I can see you're like too busy right now. You're like you're too busy for me. And then <laughs> realizing my mistake, I'm like, Oh yeah, I was just, I was talking on the phone to my mother, which I was, but I don't think she believed me. Yeah. You oh, could, you yeah. could have definitely played that better. All I'm saying is I can relate. You could relate to Ryan Reynolds. That's good. Um, and she does, she calls him a little girl for not eating sweets. That's, that's misogynistic, Amy Smart. You can be better than that. I'm telling you, this movie is not even going to be like, a, 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 no one's even going to write it, much, lay, much less lay it down in front of a producer's. You know what's funny though? is made. like, if you watch it now, it's not, it's not that bad. Like there's nothing in it that I think is, but the whole concept is like, you would just have to make him like nerdier. You know what I mean? Right. But not, yeah. but not, not too nerdy because nerdy now is cool. So you'd have to make him like, um, you'd have to make him a simp, a white knight, sort of a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think the, the scene where she catches him in the car, you already talked about is really funny. I, I will say that date in the diner and then several other scenes in this movie felt a little bit like a Hallmark movie to me. Like, especially because yes, it's but Christmas. you know, no, 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 a hundred percent. I, I, I'm totally like with you there, but it works where like, if it happened in a Hallmark movie, I could totally see myself catching it and be like, this is stupid. This is lame. This is stupid. But because it's this movie, I was like enjoying it. One of those elements is that you see those carolers every like, other scene transition just randomly singing and i was like this is such a hallmark movie moment yet it's i i just found it really funny in this context right um my next question is so he goes home why would he let his little brother put his hands over his eyes to walk into like the house because his little brother is clearly telling him something's wrong because anna ferris like fell and hit her head because he tased her for some reason at the edge of the it was an <laughs> accident I get it, but why? Like your little brother's clearly letting you know that something's off, and you're like, "Okay, sure, cover my eyes as we walk all the way upstairs." As a surprise, I like how she's just full mouthing toothpaste when they walk in. Oh, and I love right after that too. Like we talked about how great the mom is, but he's on the phone trying to get another date with Amy Smart, and the mom's like, "Joyce," and she's like, "Mom, I'm on the phone. What are you doing at Joyce's house?" Which is also just totally a thing that doesn't work anymore because everyone has cell phones and he's like texting her. And if he calls her, that's like, she's like, why the hell are you calling me? Yeah, yeah. but on top of that, I feel like that's a setup for another like Joyce moment later on in the movie. <laughs> and then I love when he's looking for his skates because they're going to go ice skating. And she's like, I gave those away. You, you were never any good. He's like, but I need them to be, I need them to show off my talent. Yeah, I need them to show off my talent. There, there's like, yeah. Um, the hockey game with little kids is pretty, is a good scene. And this is when you finally meet Dusty, who looks actually like Chris Klein now, which is, I mean, still like no contest, Ryan Reynolds over Chris Klein, but you know, I think that's the why, playing field. That's why he was chosen. And I think it's just really funny that Chris Klein is the one, like, we just watched election, right? 
So I'm just thinking the like the aloofness of Chris Klein's character and that with this sort of character. Yeah, I mean this. So I talked about how like in election he he plays dumb so well that it almost seems like bad acting. Right. He's he's great in this. Like definitely for a comedic role, but just playing an asshole and playing the the nerdy introspective guy in the beginning, he's good. Fun fact. Did you know that Election was his very first movie? I did. We talked about it then. Okay. But it was his very first movie. Um, but the fact that he like grew into like an actor that could pull off this character, I thought like the comedic timing for Dusty is perfect. Like everything he does and the setup that you have from him is hilarious because you're talking about an election where it's like so purposefully dumb and coming off as bad acting. But you could say the same thing about this movie or his role in this film. Like he's such a nice guy, but it's almost coming off as like too genuine. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. unless you know the twist in the movie right at the end, like his character arc, Kind of, I guess, if you want to call it an arc. But when he's, when Ryan Reynolds is on the gurney in the ambulance and he just throws the notepad on top of him so she could give the number, like, is that because of just like the purpose of just comedy in the film? Or is he being an asshole right then and there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure because we a little bit get uh, later him just like, he doesn't really care if Ryan Reynolds has sex with Amy Smart because he's like, we both can. Like, we're both getting back at her. Isn't that what you're doing too? So I think he's just playing the game and he doesn't really care. Ryan Reynolds is irrelevant to him in this, like into what his plan is. His comeuppets at the end of the movie, I feel like when I thought about it before rewatching it, I'm like, oh yeah, they get him back good. Like something really fucking bad happens to him. And then it happens and it's just like nothing. You just, he just walks away. No, yeah, he does, there is no comeuppance. He just doesn't get to have sex with her. Like he doesn't get to go out with her. She's not interested and we'll talk about it more. But yeah, there's no bad thing. Because then as he's walking out, he like slap, what did he slap a girl on the ass and then like bows up to the boyfriend. It's like yeah. someone punch that guy, please. Yeah. You know? We don't get it. Yeah. Um, I do. The next like kind of scene is where uh, Ryan Reynolds decides he needs to be sensitive and he goes really over the top with like the retainer and everything. Sweater, but, vest and all. But then you see- No, the no, outfit. his retainer, he has to wear his retainer. I, I get it. But then the outfit he's wearing, it's like Ryan Reynolds is still pulling that off. Like he doesn't, you know, <laughs> still looks great in it. Um, but I love like Dusty invites himself, right? To the movie. Right. And then- such a solid move inviting the mom just so brilliant on dusty's part yeah like just he's playing chess over there especially like the notebook right yeah just just like the perfect kind of like 2005 example film of like what what sensitive guys would bring their girl to no, absolutely. I, I mean, and that and was, they're all crying. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is like, this is such bullshit, which is not true. Ryan Reynolds, that's a great movie. So you take that back. Um, and also like afterwards, Dusty like tells Ryan Reynolds to put, he's like that disgusting cesspool back in your mouth. Like, don't take it out. And then his mom's like, yeah, honey, you got it. put it back. 
And then Jamie, put it back. What are you doing? Put, put it, it back. back. What are you doing? Put it back. Yes. Uh, but then <laughs> but see, she that's just... what, but hold on. That's what I mean though, right? Because he does these sort of things to Ryan Reynolds to sabotage him. And, and I think he does care a little bit in the beginning. Maybe. Um, what's funny though, is then right after this, Jamie stays over and they like watch the old videos and then, Oh my gosh, like the, the summer of like mixtape. <laughs> it's like, that's, Gosh, just like a reminder of how sad it was. Although those songs were popping. Obviously, yeah. 95, good year for the music. Um, the, yeah. the, side, the side story of Anna Ferris going to like the mall and then going to like the metal shop and getting yelled at. But I, I, you know, like I said, I, this character of hers wasn't my favorite, but her jumping out into the crowd and beating the shit out of like the hardest looking dude. Yeah. Very funny. I think where this movie really shines, like you're saying, as this movie is going on, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Before we meet Dusty, I do want to talk a little bit more about that hockey game where he (laughs) he pairs up with the little kids and starts like literally beating the shit out of the little kids with the hockey stick and the hockey pucks. No, yeah. And then, and then is right in front of the goal and hits it as hard as he can and like, I thought knocked out his teeth, but I guess just loosened them to where he needed the retainer. It would, um, it would have knocked out his teeth. Absolutely. And you it just, would have pulverized just, him. Just hit it in lightly. Like, if you, if you slap it as hard as you can and you hit the back of the net, there's nothing like – it's not any better than just you know, tap it in. It could have been worse, though. He could have hit the kid and, and like, knocked the kid's teeth out. I, uh, I mean, as, as Ryan Reynolds, I would have preferred that. Not, not my teeth. And those are probably baby teeth. Um, another Hallmark movie moment is when all the kids are like, we don't like you. We don't like you. And then Dusty comes on and like, like picks up Amy Smart and carries her over the hill. And they're like, Dusty, Dusty. That was like, it wouldn't work in anything else, but it works in this. Right. Um, after this, we get the uh, Anna Ferris showing up at Christmas scene after Ryan Reynolds is like, I can't compete with Dusty. And Anna Ferris just comes in, like, hits stuff, like, takes out the lights, like, causes a fire. Like, that's a, that's a great scene. Yeah, her, her, the Amy Smart's dad is, like, so into Christmas that every single, like, aspect of his front yard is covered in lights. And somehow the lights get tangled in the back wheel. So when she drives off, it just connects to everything and drags it along with it, setting fire to, like, the rest of the stuff that isn't dragged about. Um, And for some reason, this is another moment where I feel like people are unrightfully mad at Ryan Reynolds is that they blame him for all that when it's really like not his fault. He brought her to New Jersey. But what's funny is the person that doesn't blame him is Jamie because she like immediately comes over that night. Right. Um, And then she like puts on his shirt and at this yeah. point, there is about 20 minutes into this movie, and it is very clear that she wants to have sex with him. And he gets all into his mind and into his feelings, and he just can't do it. And he overthinks it, and then doesn't make a move, and she gets really mad at him. And I was so confused, because I was like, there is so little time left in this movie. What the hell is going on? And let me tell you, a lot happens in this last 20 minutes. <laughs> so much plot. 
is squeezed into such a short amount of time. But it works out so well because I feel like, okay, we're coming up very quickly to one of my very favorite scenes. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. My very favorite scene is this like next scene. So is it the church? It's the church. Well, let me get us there real quick. I'll go through it quick. Okay. So Jamie gets mad at him. She's talking to Darla about it. Uh, he's talking to Clark. He's like, I overthought it. I'm just going to leave. You know, she can go with Dusty. He's nice. Right. Yep. So he's going to leave town, but yep. they have to stop at the hospital for some reason. Don't yeah, understand I don't why. I forgot why. I forget why too. Something to do with something maybe, that maybe has nothing was... to do with Dusty. Yeah, you're right. I don't remember. Anyway, they see Dusty making out with a very like hot, scantily clad nurse. Which Why is she scantily clad? She's a candy in the striper. Oh, candy, that's right. Candy stripper. So anyway, he's like totally on that. And then he just comes over and like the facade is gone. Dusty's a dick. Um, and so he decides like, I have to go warn her. It's warn her, but it's also this like white knight sort of thing where it's like, oh, if I don't want her, I could have had her, but now I definitely don't want her to end up with Dusty because well, he's I mean, a bad guy. If you are, like, in his mind at that point, if you are, you don't want to ruin the friendship, which is what he says, which is bullshit, um, you know, you do want to warn her and be a good friend. And, like, Dusty is an asshole and someone, like, she shouldn't be with. Um, and so, yeah, he goes to her house. She's not there because in this short amount of time, Dusty left the hospital, yes. picked up Amy Smart, and is right. already at this church singing songs for the, for the kids. For, for the children, David. Everything is for the children. Um, yeah. So I like this part. Okay, this is my favorite scene. Now we're at the church. Here we go. He busts in. He sits next to her in the pew. Dusty's up there playing the piano or the guitar or whatever the fuck he's doing. And he's like singing Christmas carols to the kids. Now, he tries to pull Jamie to the side and like explain everything that's happened. Like, hey, my realization about Dusty, he's a bad dude. He's making out with nurses. He doesn't care about you. And then for her to be like, oh, funny. He said the same thing about you. I love that moment because it's like, oh, he beat him to the punch on that one. Well, yeah. And I mean, we kind of, we'll get to the end when we do, but it's, he outplays him at every turn and it just doesn't matter because in the end amy smart is her own person and she wants what she wants and so it doesn't matter that he outplays him because like she's not that girl that that's how it works anymore like she's an adult well, i also really like how in the very beginning he outplays him by just being a nice guy which it takes ryan reynolds like way too long to realize oh i just gotta like be a genuine person to get the girl and not this like douchebag. That's the Hallmark movie aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> okay. So he's trying to convince her that Dusty is a jerk and he's getting frustrated and she's not ha having any of it. She's not listening to him. And then when Dusty pokes his head out of the curtain and goes, would you guys like to join us in the chorus to celebrate the birth of our Lord? He just screams. He just screams. And then Chris Klein screams. And he just full on tackles him through the curtain out into like the, the main uh, church um, area. 
and like starts beating the shit out of each other and then all the kids are screaming in terror it's just the the peak of comedy to what 2006 alan like appreciated i wish there had been a scene afterwards where clark was just like what was going through your head with the tackle like why did you think that was the move <laughs> there's no reasoning behind that it was great but it's, but it's funny it was great i still have the running joke uh that every time i like see a curtain or something i always just poke my head like even if i'm around people who absolutely have no idea what i'm doing i just poke my head out and i'm like would you like to join us in the course to celebrate the birth of the lord Maybe that's why taylor's mom doesn't like you Uh, I like the plot device next where obviously all the kids start booing him and so then he leaves and he's going to leave town but this is like a podunk town so he can't get a cab or a bus and so he well he does he gets on the bus he gets a bus but he's oh like, we forgot the ad to talk about the loser football player who you first meet like he's the he's the main reason that um he gets like laughed out of high school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as characters go, he definitely isn't a main one. But I, I kind of like how, in the trope of like, oh, you're, you're a likable, not even likable, but like a popular jock in high school, and now you're like this like bummed out thirty year old loser who still wears his Letterman jacket. It's like I believe, kinda, I believe we call that a cliche. And his whole purpose in this movie is just a walking plot device. What does he plot device? To read out the yearbook and then to kind of, he says some things to Ryan Reynolds in the beginning. And then uh, in the scene I'm about to talk about where Ryan Reynolds gets kicked off the bus and ends up at Jamie's bar and he's there again. Like he's, his only purpose is to move the plot along at certain points or for a joke or two here or there. Um, but he's not really important, right? No, he's funny though. But this is when Dusty finally gets, I mean, whatever you can call his his karma. <laughs> Basically, he's like, you know, hey, I was thinking maybe we should go out, Jamie. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not interested in you. And he's like, what? All right, well, fuck this. I'm out, I'm out here. I'm like, I'm done wasting my time. This is over. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan Reynolds has one, right? Whether he wants to be with Amy Smart or whether he just wanted to get Dusty out of there. He's one, but then he's drunk and he has to tell her she peaked in high school and say really mean things to her. Yeah. Um, that are kind of not true, right? Because she's honestly a much better person now. She still looks great and she's a teacher. Um, and she's you don't want to say they, she looks the same. She mm -hmm. looks almost exactly the same. Yeah. Like not a day has gone by. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, and then she punches him, which is great. <laughs> I love the, the bouncer who throws him out. And he's like, and stay out. And I was like, oh, that's such a fucking like, cliche line. And then, he, and then he goes, I always wanted to say that. And I was like, all right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good stuff. One you, one you over there in the end. Um, so basically, as far as like cliches go, you know, he, he wins her back and he ends up with the girl. Well, um, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. A lot goes down in doing that. He flies to LA. In the last five minutes, in the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah, he flies to LA, and I was like, is this how this ends? And then 
Samantha is in his house acting crazy. I like how he starts smelling the cookies and she just fucking pops out from behind him and she's unaware that he's there and he's unaware that she's there and they scare each other. I thought that was funny. Oh my God. And then what I, I wrote down a note and I don't even remember the exact context, but she's talking about something and she's like, we're exactly like this person and this person, but we can like, she says meow like we can have sex and they can't i looked it up like it's illegal i don't even remember the exact context oh she, she says goes, she says we're exactly like britney spears and her dad except right. they can have they can't have sex and we can't and then and then she's like gets her guitar and she's like forgiveness is more than saying sorry and he's just done. He's done with her. And he's like, I'm, I'm going back. I have something to do. It's like his realization hits that he's like lived his whole life out of high school, like inauthentically, which is kind of like the whole purpose of this film, right? It's like we, we kind of come full circle with the theme that you just be yourself. You don't have to be anything more outside of just yourself. And with doing that, you're attracting the right kind of people. That's a good Hallmark message. I agree. Um, I do like when he flies back and he's like, I want to take you out on a date and I want to have your babies. Oh, you're missing the whole fucking point where he tases. He, she, Anna Ferris tases Ryan Reynolds. And then to complete the circular shock, he grabs her ankle and then the tases her back. And they both like pass out on the floor. But then yes, continue. I'm done. I, I like the happy ending. I mean, overall, like once I got past the first 20, 25 minutes of this, maybe 30, um, I liked it. You know, even the Hallmark guess. It's like a Hallmark movie where they're like, you know what? Let's do a PG-13 Hallmark movie. Let's get a little weird. It's honestly the, the best way I can digest a Hallmark movie. But overall, um, I really like this movie. I think in... You and I trading movies, me making you watch The Great Wall and you making me watch Just Friends that you probably won. In reality, I think I won. We both lost watching The Great Wall. Um, <laughs> but this was a good movie. Uh, Thank you. Even, even with I'll the parts that. I didn't enjoy. Yeah. And I always love Ryan Reynolds. Um, and so I guess I'm glad you forced me to watch it. I, all right, David, before we end this out, I just have one more question. Would you like to join us in the course to celebrate the birth of our Lord? Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally watched Just Friends. <laughs>